Hello, everyone. All right. We are back for another live stream. Uh, if you're watching this, thank you. Joining us live, thank you very much. Hey, look, we got some new gear. Yeah, Marvel! Our first Marvel t-shirts, right? So in case you're ever watching us for the first time and you think we do Star Wars, yes, we do talk about Star Wars, but we also talk about Marvel. All right. So we, um, last week, we were talking about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. So we had two episodes that we've already prepared. Um, we we're breaking down 16 episodes, right? So the first episode was from uh, one to six. Then we did another episode covering episode seven to 11 of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Now we are going to cover the last five episodes. All right, 12 to 16. 12 to 16, we cannot wait to talk about it. So thank you very much for joining us. I am Kerwin, this is Keith. We are Father Son Galaxy. All right, if you're new to the channel, please subscribe. Um, if you uh, like this video, hit the like button. You know what to do. It's very easy. Um, we are on the race. We are on to the race to 1,000 subscribers. All right, um, we're getting close. All right, we could do it by the end of June. End of June. We could probably do it sooner than that, but end of June. All right, ready. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm okay. 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 <laughs> all right. So, all right, let's get into this. So, yeah, you take the first. All right. So, we're going to start with episode 12. Once again, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. This is our spoiler review. Uh, let's talk about episode 12, which is called Today I Am Woman, written by Maggie hey, Rose. I am woman. Hey. Okay, so I all right. You missed I missed the title. Okay. I am a woman. That I guess. All right. I am a woman, written by Maggie Rose. We'll explain what that means. Directed by that doesn't sound right. Directed by Christine Liu. Okay, it's gonna be a long night. All right, so Casey gets prepared for a bat misfit. She all right, how about that? Right. So we know that her her parents are uh two dads, right? Antonio and Isaac. They are voiced by two uh, veteran uh, personalities and actors. Actor Wilson Cruz is her father, Antonio, um, who is from Puerto Rican heritage. And Isaac, her other dad, is voiced by uh, Andy Cohen. So he's a television host um, and, you know, he's of Jewish faith. All right. So she, uh, they are a married couple. Um, she is getting ready for her bat mitzvah. Um, Casey wants the ceremony to be, of course, covered by the media because she is just that type of person. You know, she is an influencer and she wants everyone there. She wants big, big coverage. And she also wants uh, Moon Girl to make an appearance. Um, but Lunella really doesn't want to come to the Bat Mitzvah as Moon Girl. She just wants to be Lunella. Well, all right. So we'll get back to that. All right. Odessa. All right. Oy. All right. Odessa is she seems to be uh the villain in this episode she starts off as being you know another influencer you know she's taking pictures and she's so talking about how happy she is to be at this ceremony and she loves it here. yeah right exactly but then it turns out she has a, a background of thievery <laughs> uh it comes from her dad so her dad was a famous new york city thief uh so what she does she steals superheroes gear and sells them for cash. That's what she does. She steals their equipment, whatever it is, sells it for cash. Put a pin in that. All right. And then what she does is she takes some of this technology that she's stolen from these superheroes and use it against them. 
which is interesting. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah so a couple of highlights from the episode. Uh, there is a song, a Jewish folk song that was written back in 1918 called Ava Nagia, which uh, is traditionally sung at celebrations. Uh, the title translates to Let's Rejoice. Okay. And then, um, so Odessa, you know, long story short, Odessa, uh, of course, reveals her true identity. She tries to steal some of, uh, actually, she does steal some of Lunella's equipment, Moon Girl equipment. Um, but Moon Girl gets it back and puts Odessa in prison. Or she locks her up in a closet, I believe, yeah. right? Uh, some type of a coat room. She locks her up in a coat room. <laughs> and, you know, and she stays in the coat room, you know, long after the ceremony is over. Um, so, you know, Casey, you know, I, Casey and, and Lunella are in class, in a the classroom. They said, well, what happened to Odessa? Is she still in that coat room? And, you know, uh, Lunella said, well, I made a few phone calls. So the next scene, you see Lunella in the in the coat room, and all of a sudden the doors open, and then you hear the Avengers theme. Yeah, Sam Wilson do, is here. Do the Avengers theme. Okay. 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 All right. Well, what kind of March of the Resistance? Red no, it's not that? March of the Resistance. So yes, yeah, Sam dun, Wilson. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. He didn't have a, a, a speaking part, but you saw his shadow wings. and then you saw him walk in with the shield on his back and all of a sudden the wings just flip open. That was Which pretty cool. Which means this is the MCU candidate as he's in the Captain America suit. That's right. And we know that there's going to be a new Captain America movie coming out next year, right? Yeah. New World Order. So it's, it's, it's canon. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Moon Girl is on the same timeline. That was a very cool episode. So I was very... I was excited to see that. I just couldn't stop laughing that that's how it ended. So it was pretty cool. And I, I love to hear the Because I went ahead and I watched episode 12, you know, without you. Oh, yeah. Like, that's Sam Wilson's episode yeah. 12. You were like, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And I just love when they play the Avengers theme. So that was that was wonderful. Who doesn't love the Avengers theme? Yeah, absolutely. When you hear it, you know what it is. You know who who's coming. All right. So yeah. that's it. Uh, a couple of things. A rabbi is voiced by Pamela Adlon. She's actually a very, um, you may not know her. I know she does a lot more adult oriented uh, shows, but she's a like alien. what? Um, you know, she's she's done comedy. I remember her from a Louis C.K. He had a variety, not a variety show, but he had a show that was named after him. I think it was on HBO. Uh, she played his wife, I believe. So she's she's done quite a few things. Um, so she's an Emmy Award winning uh, actor, producer, and writer. So she played the rabbi uh, in in the episode. So that was pretty good. All right. So that was episode twelve today. I am a woman is what you think it said. Yes. I, I don't think I mistyped, but you think I, I did. think you did. Why would I say today I am woman? Well, that don't make sense. Okay. All right. That's like me saying Legos. That's like saying I Legos instead of I own Legos. Okay. All right. We'll move on. So now, episode 13. Devil Shoulder. That's <laughs> <dad type> <laughs> okay. All right. What's the name? Devil on his Shoulder. Devil on his Shoulder. You want to talk about that one? Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's written by uh, Taylor Vaughn Lastly and directed by Christine Liu. First of all, who's rocking Rudy? This guy is the only villain they face who does not have superpowers yeah. and he manages to get away every time. Right, yeah. Yes. How does this dude with a car evade a girl with a jetpack and a huge 
thousand foot tall dinosaur. Yeah, I mean, like a hundred foot tall dinosaur. Hey, yeah, he just loves to talk to this Rudy guy. Like he's, he's like, like he's Rudy, doing, Rudy. Yeah, right. Oh. He's singing as he talks, and he's driving away in his fast car, like some kind of Cadillac or something. I don't know, but he just comes in and out. We could say he jumped in a Cadillac. Okay, put right. some miles on it. Yeah, he does. <laughs> And they, I don't think they've caught him, you know, up to this point. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Linnell and Casey wanted to go to the huge movie premiere. What was it? Um, Torg. Yes, Torg versus Droom. Yes, as a Godzilla type film. Yeah, it was uh, like monsters. a. Yeah. It was like a parody of Godzilla versus King Kong. Correct. Yeah. So they all wanted to go to the premiere, but Devil was way too big for it. So. Nella came up with a super secret shrinking potion that she gave to Devil, and he became human size. So they painted him green and they dressed him up like a cosplayer. Yeah, and that was funny because Devil had the time of his life. He got to be small again. He got he got to enjoy himself. He got to be normal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it did wear off later, but he was happy and. They did a lot of other things, rode the subway, played basketball, went to a deli, and he wants to do more. So he gulps more of Ludella's potion and shrinks himself further and goes to kid parties, like a ballroom. So uh, to put that in perspective, he is about as small as a grape at his, at his smallest. That's true, right? Yeah. Before he, you know, goes subatomic. That's true, right? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you have to think of, you know, dinosaur, you know, because he's so huge, there's not much he can do. Um, he doesn't spend not a lot many of many human things. Well, right. He can't, you know, hang out. He hardly with really leaves the cave. Yeah, right. He we, he can't hang out with uh, Lunella and go everywhere that she goes. Um, we know that uh, Devil loves movies, right? So yeah. when they're at home together, that's what they do. They sit back and they watch a movie at home. He's got this big tub of popcorn. So yeah. one day, you know, she's aware that there's this big movie coming out. This, you know, Drew versus. Yes, I know. I'm just you know paraphrasing. Um, you know, this uh, monster movie that's coming out, and she wants to take. Uh, devil, and she can't, so she decided that she's gonna shrink him down, um, you know, so that he can't attend the movies and then he can go and do other things that kids do, you know, like you said, you know, like go bowling and you know, play on the playground, but yeah, but he does take it too far and yeah. he ends up, you know, taking too much. And he goes subatomic, so right. Lunella had to call in the big guns and call in Lawrence Fishburne's second character, yeah. aka Bill Foster from right. Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, how about that? So another MCU connection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he once tells again this aligns with the canon. Yes, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Now look, um, I you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not a big fan of Ant Man. I mean, I've seen the movies, Excuse but I don't me? Really, I'm I'm telling you the truth. And it's not that I don't right? okay. It's not that I don't like. It's not like I don't like the movie. I just, you know, I saw it, but I don't remember it too much. So I wanted to ask you a question. It's a marathon rewatching. I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't mind doing that. Yeah, but can you remind me who Bill Foster is in the film? Yeah, he's the one who was, um, you know, trying to cure ghosts from, um, you know, what was her name, Ava Lang or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Not sure. Some obscure name. Okay. Or last name. Yeah. I forgot what her last name was. I think her first name was Ava or something. Either way, she had this weird phasing thing where she would, like, phase through walls. And then she was the main villain, and Bill Foster was trying to cure her. I remember that scene where, like, uh, Hank just, like, pretends he's having a heart attack or something. And then... And then Hope's like, his medication is in that Altoid box. But the thing that's in the Altoid box is the, um, the shrink disc, and he summons a bunch of ants or whatever. Aha. Yeah, okay. I know that ant connection, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what So what does that have to do with bringing him back to this episode? So what is it, So Nella contacts him um, for, for what? What does she need from Bill Foster? So that she can help save Devil from, you know, completely shrinking down into something smaller than atoms as the serum was multiplying inside of him. And therefore, he would begin to shrink down into something that's not even met. Yeah. Devil would be floating in space. Right, almost to oblivion, right? You wouldn't even see him anymore. Yeah. yeah he got that small. Okay, so uh, so Bill was able to come up with some type of potion, I guess, right? No, he gave Lunella the recipe. And okay. That and then Lunella had to tell Casey how to do it through a rap. Oh, okay, okay, I got you, I got you, right. Um, yeah, so, right, we're talking about the song, it's called Go Big. Um, they had this, uh, um, we're still talking about episode 13, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I, I didn't mention the song. Though. Okay, we didn't, okay, go ahead. Well, let's talk about the song. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's talk about the song. All right, so first of all, Torg, all right? Um, no, well, let's talk about... Torg. So Torg is this. Um, um, he is an a, an actor, right? He is one of the villains in this um, yeah. movie. Uh, you know, so we're talking about the movie being, you know, well, well this, Torg was this, a real monster, right? Like it's a monster movie, right? So apparently, he was um, chosen to be in this movie to play the bad guy, the the bad uh, monster, right? But he wasn't he's happy really, with how he was, he was portrayed. Right, because he's not a bad monster. So he gets uh, this reputation. So he became a bad monster. Right. So exactly. That's what he did. Right. So I, I, he was trying to let people know that he, the person of the person, the, the monster that he portrays on the screen is not really that monster. He is not a monster. He's a nice person. So I guess, you know, he was just trying to uh, relay that information to people and ple- uh, people were, were in fear of him, they didn't believe him. Uh, so that was, you know, that was also the other part of the story. All right, and then Torg is, is is voiced by Clifford Smith. If anybody knows who Clifford Smith is, he is a long term member of the uh, the classic, the legendary Wu Tang Clan. All right, from uh, back in the day, from the nineteen nineteen eighties. Right? Yeah, yeah, Wu Tang. Okay, so I was talking about the song, all right, called Go Big. Um, it's, you know, this feel-good song had that 60s vibe to it, and, uh, you know, you saw the pastel colors, you know, I thought it was pretty good. What I like about the music, you know, the music, of course, is always trying to tell a story, right? Yeah. It's telling, it's it's a part of telling the story that the, the writers are, are, you know, trying to um, tell everybody else, so that's part of storytelling is the music, all right? What does the music say? And does it say the same thing that the writers want to say? So the, so they always match up the the, the music to um, whatever's happening in the, in the story. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. 
right, okay. episode 14. Yeah, all right, so let's go on to episode 14. All right, this is called Coney Island, baby. All right. And the first do this one, one is, we own a Coney Island, baby. All right, you want me to do this one or you want to? Yeah, you do it. Okay, so this is Coney Island, baby, written by Liz Hara, directed by Trey Bongiorno. All right. This is now actually now this is my childhood because like I said before I grew up in Brooklyn, so I have been to Coney Island many times. Um, but what I did not know, and I learned from this episode, that there's a street, um, a corner, Stillwell Avenue. If you've been to Coney Island, uh, let me know if you have. You know, um, you can put something in a chat or, or send us comments later. Yeah, put later. one in chat if you've been to Coney Island. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, on the corner of Stillwell and Mermaid Avenues, there's a street named after this inventor. His name is Granville T. Woods. Who is Granville T. Woods? Well, he is an American inventor, right? Who held more than 50 patents in the United States. Um, when Coney Island had a grand reopening back in the day, uh, one of his greatest inventions was the electric roller coaster. All right. Isn't that awesome? So he He's is, the man who engineered my fears. That's it, right? I'm but, just kidding. I love yeah, roller coasters. Right, exactly. It's actually it's my fear. I'm not a big fan of roller coasters. You are? You know I'm not. You know, I I've I've done a, a few and it's yeah, just you not, should ride a roller coaster. Yeah, well, I know you were to say that to me, but I can tell you I don't need to um ride a roller coaster. Yes. And by the way, I, I mentioned that he is an American, but he's also um an African American. All right. So this is, uh, you know, history that I did not know. I should have known. Um, but yes, he is an African-American yeah. inventor. I should have done my research. Yeah. And look, again, you know, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is not just about, oh, OK, fun, 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 you know, excitement. You're actually learning something from these episodes. You know, like every single episode is something that you're, you're taking away from it. And again, I had no idea who Granville T. Woods. So the, the story takes place on Granville T. Woods Day, right, to celebrate him. Um, and then you know, Unella does have a fear. It's not roller coasters. Uh, well, actually, it's it, it, actually, it's it's a part of it because at Coney Island, um, she got lost when she was a very young girl at Coney Island. And I can imagine getting lost at Coney Island. It's huge. There's a lot of people there. It's very easy to get lost. So she got lost as she was looking around for her family, and she ended up in this house of horrors. <laughs> And, she you know, was in a you know little chocolate party. Yeah, and she ran to this clown, and she's just scared straight of these clowns. She didn't want nothing to do with it. Um, and then so she came and drop kicked the clown. Right, and yeah, so she had this fear about going to Coney Island. She didn't want to ride the ride. She didn't want to go to the fun house. But as it turns out, um, uh, the Beyonder. You know, if you know the Beyonder, he appears. You know, to cause trouble. Um, so he is there to expose Lunella's fear. He knows that Lunella does not like um, clowns and, and being scared in that fun house. So what he does is he kidnaps, he, the, the Beyonder, um, actually kidnaps Mimi, her grandmother, her. So she's, so Lunella is going to, is here at Coney Island with, with um, her girlfriend Casey and her grandmother Mimi. Mimi gets all of a sudden disappears, right? And we know that the Beyonder is be so behind it. Oh, okay, all right. Um, so Lunell is looking for for them, and she gets the impression that this, uh, Mimi is probably in this fun house, the one that she's afraid of going into, but she wants to save her grandmother because her grandmother could be in trouble. So eventually, she does get in, and she 
um, is approached by uh, a clown and then Mimi actually saves her, but Lunella ends up overcoming her fear, right? So the moral of the story is about overcoming your fear. Um, so grandmother and, and granddaughter are, are reunited. Um, Lunella runs into the Beyonder and Beyonder drops this nugget, golden nugget. So he says to- It's bigger than your head. Yes, he says something to Mimi, which is very interesting. So It's bigger than my head. Yeah, so he says, your granddaughter faced her biggest fear today, but you're about to face yours. They're coming for you, Mimi. Ooh, they're coming for you, Mimi. And that's how- you know, That nugget, that nugget yeah. just screwed it twice the size of my head, Dad. Yeah, and that, I mean, it's like when I heard that, I was like, well, what's going on? That's the end of episode 14. So that was Coney Island Baby. All right. Yeah. So let's move on. We've got two more episodes. All, All right. right. So, who's the original Moon Girl, you ask? Good question. It's Riri! Okay. You want to introduce the episode? Yeah. So we're on episode 15. Yeah. OMG issue one. Yes. And by the way, OMG doesn't just stand for Oh My Gosh. It also stands for Original Moon Girl. How about that? Did you ever make that connection? I did not. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. OMG. So there you go. So it's written by Taylor Vaughn Leslie yes. and Liz Hara and directed by Trey Bongiorno. Yes. So like I said, original Moon Girl turns out to be Mimi's grandma, Mimi, who is Lunella's grandmother. Yeah. And all of a sudden, S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up. Well, and so does Maria Hill. There's that MCU connection again. So once again, da, 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 we're back in the MCU. Yes, we are. You know what I just realized, though? What's that? Portals. This whole thing about interdimensional travel in Moon Girl, this makes me think that if she's not already in the MCU, she's going to get transported to the MCU. Like, wouldn't that be nice? Like, sometime in season two, we just see, like, at the end, we just see this shot of Moon Girl coming into live action, and she, huh. she steps out, and all of a sudden, everything is, like, live action again. And she's in the live action L.E.S., Oh wow! I think that's would... normal to her because she's seeing everything the same she's always seen it. Yeah, but like it'd be different for us, just seeing, just like seeing the transition yeah. from the animated world we were used to to live action. That's how we pour Moon Girl to the MCU. I love that idea. That sounds like an. And awesome... then they could do what they did yeah. for Star Wars and like do whatever amazing CGI they did for Zeb and do that for Devil. Ah, wow. Well, the thing is, we got to figure yeah. out who to cast. Good point. Good point. I love that idea. I think that would be an awesome season, too. I mean, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, let's finish up talking about 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Enclave are looking for Mimi. So she and Maris Morlock, who is voiced by Wesley Snipes, aka the original Blade. The Wesley Snipes, yes. yes. The legendary Wesley Snipes. Co-created an invention that revolutionized space travels, so they can go to the moon and back in the blink of an eye. And other scientists try to take credit for their invention, yeah. which doesn't go well as they get sucked into a space portal and you know dragged halfway across the universe to who knows where. And Morlock picks up the ring. He is now the leader of the Enclave. Kind of like a Crimson Dawn thing. And here we are. Yeah. Mm. 
So Mimi destroyed the original portal for fear of Morlock growing too powerful. So Lunella builds another one based on Mimi's specs, which Morlock finds, and he destroys the lab with devil inside. Yeah, yeah, how about that? All right, yeah. so... So Mimi and Lunella get captured in a truck to an unknown destination, and Mimi helps Lunella escape, but she does not escape in time. And Mimi says, you know, I love you to the moon and back, Lunella, bye! And, yep. uh, you know, throws Lunella out out the doors. Yes, and, right, out, out of the know. truck, right. And so, then she runs back to her home, and she finds the smoking crater where Devil wants to. Yeah, yeah. Rest so, in peace. So, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. All right. So, if we, if you saw the first episode, so you remember, um, Moon Girl had a picture of the scientist. We had no idea who this scientist was. We didn't have her name, but Lunella would refer to her as the original Moon Girl because she was the inspiration for Lunella yeah. creating this portal. Right. So it turns out, like you said, that the original Moon Girl is actually related to her. Right. Her mm -hmm. grandmother. Isn't that funny? A lot of lineage. Yeah, right. I huh? wonder what Lunella's mom has to hide. Maybe she was like uh, a co-conspirator. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, which is very interesting because, you know, Mimi, as far as I know, I don't think her, her own daughter knows about her past. Right? Funny how she skipped a generation there. Right, yeah. Um, her, husband? her husband does know, I think. Pops I think does so. know, yeah. So, um, so the backstory is that yes. I mean, so the only reason she told Moon Girls because Moon Girl had recreated the portal and you know was in mortal danger of more like without you know she had to explain it to her. Otherwise, this entire thing wasn't really going to make sense. Absolutely, I don't think she really ever planned. No, no, Moon Girl. No, no. Just way. you know, circumstances put them in positions that they would normally be in, mm -hmm. and she's like, "I'm Moon Girl." So. Right, she wouldn't want to, um, you know, give out her identity. Isn't that something that superheroes always have to deal with? Because you know that's why they keep their identity secret. Devil. Because, right, um, that's why they keep their identity secret because they, you know, want to protect their loved ones. Because if they were to find out, you know, someone to find out who they were actually, they can go after their family, you know, and put them in danger. So, yeah, she definitely wanted to keep that a secret. So, so uh, Mimi. Um, uh, and the scientist, uh, Morlock, or you say voiced Morlack. by Morlock, voiced by Wesley Snipes, um, they created this portal a long time ago, right? Like 40, 50 yeah. years ago. And then another scientist wanted to take credit for it. Um, so, you know, there was this big argument and this scientist, um, the one that had the ring originally, who was the owner of the ring, actually yeah. got sucked into the portal and we have no idea where he went. But he left the ring behind, and Morlack picks up the ring, and he now wears that. I love ring. how casually he's like, "Let me, let me put this on." All right. Yeah. Right. Wait. So again, you know, I know we've been through a few episodes. Uh, let us know if you've seen any of these episodes. If you have any comments, Comment, about questions, them. theories, yeah, yeah, and anything in between down below. Exactly. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Right. So that is episode fifteen. All right. Anything else we want to talk about fifteen? No. All right. We also we mentioned Maria Hill. Right yeah. again, you know, another MCU connection there. By the way, um, Maria Hill gave Casey her phone number, but Casey abused her texting privileges. Yeah. And uh, 
Right. Instant blocked. She was blocked. Right, right. And of course, Maria Hill is voiced by Kobe Smulders. As always. From the films. All right. Wonderful to see her. All right. Or to hear her voice. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the last episode. This is a season finale. Episode 16 called OMG, issue number two. All right. This is part two. Uh, Written by Taylor Vaughn, Lastly, and Liz Hara, directed by Christine Liu. All right. Uh, Oh, we did say at the end of 15, Morlock did find where Lunella lives. Yeah, and blew it up. Torched, yeah, her her lab. I'm amazed how her parents and pops didn't realize that there was a literal underground lab that is smoldering underneath their home. That's a good point. Were they home? I guess they were. I don't remember seeing them. Where were they? Yeah, that's a good question. Wouldn't their house shook? With their hospital, yeah, like you, imagine if an explosion is right under your feet, you would have been like, What in the world? Yeah, yeah. There's no way, that- and then you find out that your that your child had a lab where she was holding a dinosaur that was blown to some of the reeds and all of her lab inventions. Yeah, yeah, I right, I had no idea how you would not know that your place is on fire, but. Uh, apparently they were not home, so maybe they had no idea. Yeah, where were they? Were they at the grocery store? Well, you know, store? They're, they're grown people. They're they, allowed to leave Were they house. at the convenience store? Because that sure was plot convenient. It was convenient that they were not there, right? They they needed to not be there. The writers, the writers Once again, they, made were at that the, they were at the convenience store. Right. They plot convenient, convenience. Yes, they conveniently went to the convenience store. There you go. All right. All right, so we... Pick up where. Or imagine coming back and seeing that there's a smoldering crater behind your home. Yeah, that's not a. How was their sign. home not engulfed in flames? Well, that's a good question. It seems to me. Where that, are the logistics here? Where's the pumpkin pie? <laughs> okay. That, uh, yes. Side note here. Mm-hmm. Imagine you invite yourself and two other friends to somebody's home. When they weren't even planning on having Thanksgiving dinner, yeah. and then you have the nerve to complain about what they serve when they weren't intending on having guests in the first place. We're going way off topic. This has nothing to do with Moon Girl. Pepper was trying really I know, we're, we're talking about. Hey, we're talking about uh, Alex. Okay. They were home. They were buying butter cookies. Ah, oh, there you go, Alex. See, there you go. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah I they brought them the for the. They brought them for the PC bread. Block yeah. vegans. I would have. I would have done the same thing. I'd be out buying butter cookies. All right. Cool. I'll be out buying Hagen Dazs cookie dough ice cream. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Okay. Yeah. Or Ben and Gary's. They're both cool. All right. Can we move on to 16? Let's start. Can with we 16. get some ice cream after this? Uh, that, so that depends. 16 ends. <laughs> uh, 15, uh, uh, 16 begins where 15 ends. So we find out. We thought uh, Devil was in the lab. And he's fine. He he's alive. Yeah, he I was, tricked you. Yeah, so it's like Casey and, and Devil got out just in time. So uh, apparently, this um, four foot nine human pushed this what 20, 30 foot tall dinosaur. He's probably like a hundred feet tall, like a hundred foot tall well, dinosaur yeah. out of a lab or yeah. the entrance. Well, we don't know how it probably, once again, I hear what you're saying. Casey went to go shop at the plot convenience store before she came back for Devil. So. Yeah, we don't really know how he got out. He's just out. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah. it's animation. But honestly, I'm kind of glad. Yeah. I like the way I like the way it just wasn't explained at all. Yeah. It's just like, listen, we get Devil back. I can't complain. Exactly. Yeah, you can't get rid of Devil. Remember how cute he was in um, episode, what was it? 
was it episode 13? Yeah, well, he's like a little teddy bear. He was tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was adorable. I, look, I'm telling you, they probably sell these devil dinosaurs out in the stores. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I'm they sure. They turned that coming. into a plushie. That, that's coming, yeah. Devil's going to be the Grogu of the MCU. I will buy one. I will buy one. Anyway. You will buy two. I will buy two. All right, okay. All right. So now, Lunella. You, wait, three. Okay. Four. Lunella and Casey. Three. All right. All right. So they now have to find Mimi. They don't know where she is. They got to find her. So they trace uh, the location of the truck. Mm-hmm. And they show up at this. Oh, uh, and uh, Moon Girl gets a stealth suit. Yes, right. Okay. Were you, yeah. Were you retracing your memory there? Well, yeah, I was trying <laughs> to remember that part, right? Because, yeah, all right. So then, so they find the, the, that she's located on this castle on an island somewhere. Yeah. All right. Um, and they, um, they're, it's all, you know, it's heavily guarded. These armored soldiers, armored soldiers attack them. Uh, there's this wonderful flashback of Mimi and her husband, James Sr., as they were courting Pops. each other, right? Pops, they, were, they got married, how they raised a family. Um, you know, I, I'm still trying to remember if Pops even knows about this. I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, well, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if he does because there was nothing in the flashback that said to me that, you know, they had this conversation that she used to be Moon Girl. Or, you know, or she we'll created this portal. Watch. Yeah, we'll have to go back and look at that. All right. So what Mimi is doing is she's creating a new portal. Um, but, you know, it doesn't work the way she wanted to. And it brought out these creatures from another dimension. Don't know where they and came Morlock from. And Morlock becomes one with the dimensional right. portal. He overcharges is, the portal. You know, right. sucked into space. Right. Okay. Yeah. So he didn't know what he was doing. You know, so apparently Mimi is the one with the brains. <laughs> he had no idea. What he was doing with this portal, and so he got taken in, um, and now so he got this portal that's going right, and Lunella and Mimi are trying to shut this portal down. And for some reason, right. the only way to shut it off is from the other side, right? Which makes absolutely no sense because if you think about it, how'd they shut it off before? I don't know. And more importantly, how'd they turn it on? Like, I get maybe they could get a pass because. You know, it was overcharged. Yeah. It was more power than they knew what to do with yeah. the machine. I mean, but like, how did you turn it on if there weren't two people on both sides? I agree. Now, it, now, the, the and why do you have to send someone back to shut the portals? Not like there's controls on the other side, right? You could be sent to some prehistoric land. How are you supposed to? How are you supposed to shut the portal from there? Exactly. So if you're like, on the other the side, logic? Portal. how does the portal know somebody <laughs> went through it? That's like, that's like me knowing if somebody stole my Legos, which I always do, if I had my back turned to them, was blind, and had 10 million Legos. Like, how is the portal supposed to detect that somebody's on the other side to then begin initiating the closing sequence? Good point. Yeah, I know. That, that sounds like a plot. Where's the pumpkin pie? <laughs> Problem is, of course, if you have somebody else on the other side of the portal, how are they going to get back? You know, if it's shut down. Mm-hmm. So, well, and that's exactly what happens. So that's a problem. It's like that. It's like that soul stone. It's like a soul for a soul. Right. You got to go through, and you're going to be trapped. How about? And that? you're going to like it, Alex. Wireless control, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe could wait, be. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. So, in theory, that means that this just went dark. They're going to need to bring a sacrifice with them to get Moon Girl 
bat because they need somebody to be on the other side of the portal mm -hmm. to, to shut it down. So they're going to have to get somebody to open the portal and they go through to shut the portal on the other side and they're never going to come out. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So apparently, so the only way to shut the portal down is to turn off on opposite sides of the portal. So Lunella um, then why didn't Morlock makes the do decision. That? Why, why well, didn't Mimi tell Morlock to shut the portal down? And more I, importantly, didn't Moon Girl go into the same world that Morlock was just pulled into by those creatures? Possibly. Yeah, but we don't know where that My is. My head is spinning. Okay. Now, remember, now Lunella is the star of her show, right? So, of yes. course, they need to have the lead character take of course on the, lead character the responsibility. Needs to survive. Yeah, we'll take on the responsibility of doing something very dangerous, right? It has to be high stakes. So, yeah, of course. Morlack could not be the person to do that, right? Because he's just a, you know, like he's a supporting character. So it's Lunella. Hang in there, Keith. So it's Lunella um, that had to be the I didn't one. I have coffee this morning. That's okay. Lunella had to be the one to go to the other side of the portal and shut it down simultaneously, I guess. That's how it's supposed to work. So that's what happens. Lunella's on the other side. How are they supposed I mean, to synchronize time? I don't like, know. Keith. Do they have? Is this James Bond fifteen? Do they have synchronized watches? How are they supposed to know the exact moment to shut the portal down when they're each on different sides? And the yeah. only way connecting them is an interdimensional travel portal. In which case, by the time they send somebody through, like if Casey were to go through and tell Moon Girl pull it now, either Casey would get trapped or Casey would not be able to get back in time to relay the message to Mimi because seconds would have passed and then the portal would not have lined up because they would have been slow Correct. and she can't really yell through the portal like close it now because I'm pretty sure Sal gets blocked and muffled through the portal. Well, this is very interesting, right? Because this is where we are. This is the cliffhanger. I don't know right? what I'm doing anymore. Well, this is a cliffhanger, right? Um, we don't know how Lunella is going to get back, right? And Yeah, right. and that's the kicker. Right. This is what we're waiting for in season two. Exactly. See how Moon Girl returns. And we don't know where she is. You know, there was a post. She could be in the MCU. Right. Yeah, you know, I know you you had a very good idea. I like that idea. But you know, they had a quick post-credit scene where she wakes up from wherever she is. She and just opens her eyes idea. and delivers one line. Yeah. Where am I? And we don't Ba -bum. Know. But, but see, we're talking about it. We're passionate about it because we want to know what happened to Lunella. So I, I we just need have, to we'll know. have to wait for season two. So. Dad, I need to know. Understood. All right. So look, that's all 16 episodes of Moon Girl and Devil yep. Dinosaur. So let's wrap up and talk that's about That's a wrap. Yes. Tell me as a whole this season, what do you think of, of Moon I'm Girl? Impressed. And I'm going to give this a solid 10 out of 10. I like the representation. I like how realistic it is. Episode 11, Takes the Cake, is my fave episode because it tackles real-world issues yeah. in a kid-friendly but still serious way. Like, the way the musclers literally removed the voices of the community, but they refused to stay silent. So powerful. So powerful. Right. That's an image you guys need to see. Like, heck, this is going to be turned into a documentary. No, this is a Netflix series. I got you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I, I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think that is a standout episode of the season. Um uh chapter eleven. Um it, it was it was wonderful. Um, you know, written by Halima Lucas, you know, who we've had on the show. Um 
it, it was it was incredible. This was um, this season of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Like you know, I don't not that I know a lot about Moon Girl. I mean, I know you know we talked about you know how we uh, went to the library, we picked up some going books. into the show. I didn't know that much either. Right? Yes, you know. So just going back and look at the old Marvel comics, and actually, there's a new run that's currently going on. Um, of Moon Girl, and I'm trying to catch up. I'm a little bit behind on that, but outside oh, well, of we have Marvel Unlimited, so we'll just hit that. In. Well, true, right? So outside of that, you know what we know from the comics, and so Marvel you know, Unlimited so really comics doesn't know. know it's Marvel Unlimited. Um, I didn't know what to expect from this this season, and this season went above and beyond my expectations. You know, this season, my expectations were here, all the way at the ceiling. And this show delivered to the sky. Very nice. You Very see that nice. hole in the ceiling? That's that's where yeah. the show went, man. And do you remember when we uh, reviewed the trailer? I don't know if we reviewed it or we just discussed the trailer. We reacted. And we reacted to the trailer, right? We talked about Lawrence Fishburne playing the Beyonder, right? And they said, wow, the Beyonder, because the Beyonder. Like, that's a big name. It they, is a big name. They really plucked that man from the sky. Yeah. And, you know, again, Beyonder comes from the comic books, right? He is a part of Secret yeah. Wars, Marvel Secret Wars. I thought, I thought maybe this would have, like, some MCU implications, but the Beyonder kind of looked like a joke. Right, right. So I, so when I heard the name Beyonder, I'm thinking, okay, is this going to tie into the MCU somehow? And actually, it does. I mean, we saw, you know, quite a few guest stars, you know, guest appearances from the MCU. And like you said, that storyline that you came up with is, is is amazing, you know, her waking up in I'm live here to action. Write for and, season two, and who like. knows? MCU live action. I think that would be wonderful to bring Moon Girl and and bring them together with Captain Marvel. We talked about it was an issue with Moon Girl and Captain Marvel. So who knows, you know? Who knows? But yeah. this was this was a wonderful season. I I, I, I love nice. just you know just to um you know you know agree with what uh Keith Tell already you how said. Happen. Like, okay, well, let me just talk and let me say, it's like, you know, agree. I'm, I'm agreeing with you um, about what you said about it's wonderful just to know that um, the hero is someone who looks like us. Um, you know, she is intelligent. Uh, she reminds me of you, like I've said before. Um, we don't see that many, those, those kind of heroes uh, on the big screen or small screen very often. Um, so I'm really glad that we have Moon Girl and shout out to the creators behind the scenes, the writers and the executive producers, uh, the music. Raphael Sadiq is amazing. Um, it, it, it all just ties together very well and paints a wonderful and vivid picture of New York City. I grew up in Brooklyn, so I, I know some of these locations. Um, Spent time at the Lower East Side, you know, do, did some shopping there when I was um, a teenager with my mom. So I'm, I'm aware of where these streets are and the culture. And and, and the, the series was able to really portray that it was extremely realistic. well. Absolutely. Yeah. So we enjoyed this season of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. So now, before you forget, you wanted to say something. Mm, okay. Never mind. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so uh, this is a good time if you have any, uh, if you're on the live stream, if you have any final questions or comments about this season, uh, if you have not seen it, check it out. Alex, I agree. It's so important to see heroes who can see ourselves. And yes, I'm very happy for you both. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you so much. Um, 
Wonderful. And I, Alex, you know, you're probably a busy, busy, Both of you got busy person. Intrigued. I definitely want to watch this. Yes, Ooh. right. Yeah, exactly. That was my point. I was about to say, you know, I know you're probably very busy, but check it out. At least a couple of episodes. You know, it was, it was really wonderful. You know, you don't have to be a child to enjoy it because it's a cartoon that, this, you know, it's a cartoon. So it's for kids. No, it's not. It's actually for family. Um, people of all ages can watch uh, this season, these episodes. You get something out of it. And you don't have to be an MCU fan, right? You don't have to be a comic book fan. It's just a fan of uh, a story about family and relationships and and learning, you know, and, you know, learning something new. Again, I, I've been, you know, taught a few things that I did not know. Um, and so I thank uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur for that. All right. So we want to wrap it up. Do we have any, if no further comments? Keith, where can people find us? You know where to find us if you like to listen to us, wherever you get your podcast. Socials, the usuals, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fathers and Galaxy. Website, fathersandgalaxy.com. Merch store, fathersandgalaxy.myspreadshop.com. Email us at ker at fathersandgalaxy.com. And check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash fathersandgalaxy. Yeah, Patreon and is back. As always, Please join us on our race to 1,000 YouTube subscribers. 1,000. We are so close to that. Yes, yes. We can do it with your help. Yeah, absolutely. We are. Yeah, we're all almost at 900 subscribers. So, yeah, every subscriber yeah. means a lot to us. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Think about that. We've come so far after two years. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I. it's nice to know that our numbers are picking up. So, you know, we're reaching people, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm thank you see, once I'm again. I'm glad to see people are actually like seeing our content out. Absolutely. Like we're, we're reaching people. That is true, right? And whether you're watching or you're listening to us, doesn't matter. Um, you can leave a comment anywhere. Um, listen, we love. Dad uh, personally like cuts time out of his schedule to respond to every I was comment. Just about to say that, yeah, I absolutely love that. You know, I can. So yeah, if you comment, we will respond. Yeah, if you comment That's on YouTube, we would definitely respond. Okay, um, I enjoy reading your comments. And, and replying. Um, so, all right. So let's talk about what's happening tomorrow because we're going to be back tomorrow with another live stream. Tomorrow is um, Return of the Jedi. That's right. We're going to 40th do anniversary our 40th anniversary special of Return of the Jedi. We're going to talk about this movie. This movie is very special to me, as Keith already knows, and maybe some of you already know. Yeah. But I can't wait to talk what's about it. Was it like your second favorite Star Wars movie? It is, yes, yes, right behind The Empire Strikes Back. For a very long time, Return of the Jedi was my favorite Star Wars movie. For a very long time, not up until I might, since The Force Awakens. So not that long ago, because, you know, when that came out, and I was thinking, oh, you know what, I miss seeing the original trilogy. So I went back and I watched them, and then I just got stuck on The Empire Strikes Back, and I just kept watching it and watching it and watching it, and I said, this movie is amazing. Dad like likes a, when heroes lose. I do. This coming from Darth Vader. I do. This is, this, you know, I, you know, Vader just—he was masterful. You know, like. It's funny though. Yeah, what's that? Dad has the blue lightsaber though. I have the red one. Okay. All right. well, Isn't that you know, funny? It's all right. You know, we can change up. You know, I can I can be red. You can be blue. You know, or or we can have a balance. It's all right. Oh, right, exactly. Okay. Rainbow right, so color. Tomorrow we'll be back to talk about Return of the Jedi. It's a very special uh, film for me, of course. Um, so if you're a fan of Return of the Jedi, join join us tomorrow on the live stream. Um, you know, if you know any fans of Return of the Jedi or just Star Wars fans, just want to talk Star Wars. We're going to talk about 
um, the impact that this film has had for the last 40 years. Um, they've left a big legacy that's being, that's felt even until today. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. Okay. All right. Return to Jedi. I think that's it for today. Okay. All right. And then next week, you know, remember May the 4th is next week. Uh, we got Star Wars Visions coming. Yeah. You know what, Dad? Yes. Why would we do like a special Star Wars Lego vote for May 4th? I know we got a lot to do on May 4th already, right? Because I was about to say, you know, Star Wars Visions is coming out, right? Um, or, plan. hear me out. Okay. We can buy the Lego set this weekend. Yeah. And we can assemble it and, like, shoot the video after we see Return of the Jedi re-release. Interesting. Yeah, and then yeah. we can release it on May 4th. We'll see. We'll see. I know. You would find any excuse just to buy, just get me to buy you a set of Legos. I understand that. I, you know. We're gonna I, get you. We're gonna get you practice. Yeah, of course, right? I, I do need practice. All right, yes. but we got a lot going on. All right. If so, you've seen our latest video, you know the time lapse. You're familiar with it. You don't have to bring that up. I, I'm not I'm as fast as you. Up. Okay, I'm not. It's as a good fast thing because it means you're learning. Yeah, it means I need to buy more Legos so I can practice more. It does. And it's just it's putting it a, sure a, a hole in I'll my tell you wallet. What, Dad, practicing means draining your bank account. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> not not in my book. Uh, uh-uh. I didn't learn that in Finance 101. All right. So I, can't... I have your wallet in one hand and a Lego set in the other. Let's go, Dad. 